In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hey, Military Moms, I am here with Tina Gonzalez. This is Sandra Beck, and we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about crafting and beating. We're going to take a break from our usual kind of heavy military, you know, here's what's going on here and here's what uh, you need to know, and we're going to talk about something a little lighter, crafting, um, crafting with beads specifically, and we have Suzanne Sladek-Wilson here with us today from Beadphoria. But before we get started, Tina, why don't you um, tell me about crafting on the base? I know there's some specific trends and things that are happening down yeah, at Pendleton. Yeah, over here uh, our newest things are a little different than the whole scrapbooking. We do we have a lot of um, ladies here on base doing the headbands for the infants and the little cute little bow ties that you can make match any kind of outfit your child wears. That's a big, big thing on here. Now, do you clip the bow tie on, or clip the flower on, or are they all stick well, together? Well, um, no, there's. Well, they have like the like the lyrac, the what's it called? Ly- lycra or the lycra? Elastic? That's the word. Yeah, they have that where the bow's already like attached to it, or the big old um, flowers already attached to it, or they have these little clippy things that go on the back of it, I guess, for the older kids. But yeah, that's like a big thing on here. Everybody wear has them. Everybody's wearing them. Everyone's making them. Well, and it's pretty good because, you know, it helps you, you know, if somebody has a kid where you can't tell it's a girl or a boy, and then they stick yeah. one of these headbands with a bow on it, you're like, all right, pretty girl. I can I can say that with all authority. Yeah, or one of those kids that doesn't like having the little bands in their hair, like my kid likes to rip them out, and you can just take one of those big old bows and clip it on, and at least you can see their face. But that's true. That's true. Well, I had a different problem with my kids. My kids are really fair, and um, both of them, when they were little, when they were their first year of life, they were really fair, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and everybody universally thought they were girls. Big pink lips, you know, and, you know, finally I just stopped answering, you know, because it's embarrassing to go, I'm sorry that my child is a boy, not a girl, because then it makes for really awkward meeting people. Yeah, exactly. I always got that my kid. Everyone asked to ask me if my kids are boys, and I was like, "My these are my girls and all pink. How are you going to ask me if they're a boy?" So I had to go out and get their ears pierced like within the first five days of life. 
That's right. You would think, you know, you don't dress a boy in pink. I mean, yellow and green, I can see, you know, it's like the swing boat. You just go, well, we're not really sure, you know, what they are. But pink and blue, you'd think, you know, you put a girl in a pink outfit, you put a boy in a blue outfit. That's kind of a, a verbal or a visual clue. But people blow it anyway. Yeah, they still do it. Nowadays, I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's a girl. Yeah. I don't even ask now anymore. Now I just go, what a cute baby. Yeah, exactly. You don't even try because there's people that dress their their little girls in yellow now, and but before yellow, normally I would have thought it was a boy, but nowadays you never even know. Or denim, you know, denim can go either way. You put you know a baby yeah. in a white t-shirt and denim overalls just to confuse people. Yeah, and then you get those moms that are totally blown away that you didn't know what their child was. How could a mom not know another little girl when they've seen them? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's hard. I mean, I know there's some, you know, kid babies are all different shapes, and some of them are all mashed up when they come out, and they just look like little shriveled raisins with, you know, clothes on, and it's really hard. Yeah, no one knows what they are. Yep, I think it's safe. Cute little baby now. Cute little baby. That's just going to be our universal, you know, code of action. Just baby comes by, wow, what a cute little baby. Or you go and pick up one of those headbands, the big old flowers on them so that you know you know a little boy's not going to be wearing it that's true you're not going to put like a a little headband with a rocket on it but um yeah no (laughs) that would be kind of fun you got to admit so what else is going on on the base what else are people are scrapbooking i mean people scrapbook all over the country now i I guess if michael's is anything to go by yeah oh michael's they're like that place is always packed especially over here up in san clemente by the base that store, I have hardly ever can go in there and there not be a person in that store. The really? Parking lot's always full. Yeah, everyone's in there. They have lots of neat stuff, though. I mean, even if you're not a crafter, I mean, I'll be brutally honest, I suck at crafts. I mean, I, <laughs> I glue my fingers together. I get glitter all over everything. I mean, it looks, I'm worse than the kids, but I don't find uh, it restful, relaxing, you know, all the things that crafting is supposed to do. I actually find it really aggravating and... and um, <laughs> Really kind of, it's difficult. My kids love it. My kids love to get out all the glitter and stuff. So we're in there all the time. They're always like, let's go to Michael's so we can do crafts. And I'm like, oh, all right. Can we stay away from the glitter this time? But I'm well, but I it. think we should delineate to the audience. There's kids crafts and then there's yes. adult crafting. I mean, I'm all for kids crafts because you can smear, you can, you know, cut funny. You know, if you have no motor control, you still can hang with the kids. It's the adult crafting that we're talking about that's a whole different animal. And I am totally not on that side because I cannot adult craft for nothing. I'm a kid crafter. I'm a kid crafter, too. I mean, thank God for people like Suzanne, you know, that can do the adult crafts because, you know, there's a lot of us that are really challenged. And, um, you know, what's hard for me, too, like I went and when um, I first met Suzanne, Suzanne's a very dear friend and a client of mine, and she was saying, you know, hey, Sandra, why don't you try making a necklace? You know, I had the hardest time, not because I couldn't, like, you know, I could go out and buy the beads. That was the easy part. I actually could, you know, sort them, you know, I was able to put the big ones together and the little ones together. But then when I tried to make the necklace part, it was really difficult. It was very overwhelming. It was very stressful. And then the only thing I could do was turn it all into a mathematical equation, you know, because it was like, okay, this is the one bead, this is the three bead, this is the five bead, and I'm going to put them at one, three, and five. And, boy, it felt like math class. Yeah, it's hard. 
And I've tried to do it where just to put them on there, and you think you learn how to do patterns in, like, what, first, second grade? And I can't even get it right. I'll look down and be like, oh, my gosh, i got to start all over again. Isn't that the worst? Like, yeah, you're, like, five beads into it, and you're like, oh, man, I missed the number three bead. And then you have to string it off, and then you have, like, you know, an overwhelming sense of failure. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, but... But macaroni? Put macaroni, macaroni on a string? You got I my can do macaroni. I can do macaroni. I can do uh, Fruit Loops. Those fruit are the best. Loops. That's a good idea. Cheerios, too. I used to make Cheerios necklaces for my kids until some mom came over and says, you shouldn't wrap things around their neck. Yeah, we still, we do we do the Fruit Loop. Oh, but you know what? The best way to do it now, you can't even get in trouble for it, is if you, wrap, if you string them on those thin uh, Twizzler ropes. <gasps> yeah. And then that is eat. so smart because then they can yeah. like eat they can eat the whole necklace. They're just not like you know. Yeah, and it's a... e- yeah, and they won't ever hang because if it got caught on anything, it's gonna break anyway. Yeah, that yeah. is so smart. Yes, that That's is what happens so smart. when you're when you're a daycare provider. You got to think you know? of all those things. <laughs> well, but you know, and it's very important. I mean, it's like I would have you know I used yarn because I was thinking, well, yarn is like you know usually non toxic. It's kind of hard to hang yourself with yarn. It's not like. <laughs> used to fishing wire but yeah exactly you know but yeah that those skinny twizzler things that's a really good idea yep i that's had a really good idea so we have suzanne today we have suzanne Sladek wilson and she owns this really great company called beatforia you guys should check it out it's um www.beatforia.com and that's spelled b-e-a-d-p-h-o-r-i-a and do we have susan on the line here here, Sandy. Hey, Suzanne. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. How are you? Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Sandra and Tina. It's it's always an honor to speak to the wives of a, of those who are serving our country. And some okay. of the, the women who are actually listening today serve our company as well as supporting their husbands in their efforts to serve our company or our country. So it's really great to have you here today. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and I'm. I'm Excited to share with them the how to tap into their creativity and be able to find various ways not only to express themselves creativity with creativity, but also ways to de-stress, even though you say it's stressful. And well, that's just me. <laughs> if you can make a macaroni necklace, you can make a regular necklace, too. You know that, Sandy. Well, I think it's the expectation, honestly. You know, when you make a necklace out of macaroni, you know, even if you do a really good job, you can't lose because people are like, wow, your kid's really talented, or like, oh, look, she's wearing a macaroni necklace. You know, but when you go into Michael's and you get some of these serious beads, the pressure's on. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Crafting and, and jewelry making is all about making what makes you happy, not what you are concerned about making others to be happy. Okay, I'm just going to make the world's ugliest necklace. And I'm going to wear it around town with pride. Well, and you know what? There is a contest called the Ugly Necklace Contest. Is there really? There really is. Wait, Tina. I'm That's throwing the down the gauntlet. Yeah, we can, we can sign up for that one. We could sign up for that. We could sign up that. But thankfully, you know, Suzanne, we're so glad that there are people like you in the world that make it a better place because you give us all sorts of cool, fun things to wear. Oh, for sure. And also, I'd love to inspire you guys so you do try it yourself. Well, you know what? We are just made the way we are, and we do the best we can. So we're going to rock through this bead 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have a good attitude about beating because my necklace that came out was so bad. Um, I, but I'm willing to give it another try. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, we are here on Military Mom Talk Radio. I'm here with Tina Gonzalez. We have Suzanne Sladek Wilson joining us from Beadforia, and her website is www.beadforia.com. And we are talking about crafting, crafting specifically with beads today, creativity. We're going to talk about crafting a stress relief. And I think we have to go to commercial break. Is that right? Keep going. Well, we're going to keep going because we're having a little problem with our chat here today. So we're just going to fly blind and keep talking until someone cuts us off. What do you think, girls? (laughs) Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, 
girls. We are back here at Military Mom Talk Radio. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Tina. Tina, you there? Hi. I'm here, Tina. And Suzanne. Suzanne Sladek, Wilson of Beforia. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Tina. Hi. Wow, you guys sound so much alike. I can't even tell you apart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? We are going to talk a little bit about crafting today, and I think, you know, because we're having technical difficulties, I think we should start with crafting is stress relief. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, you know, right on target for what's going on over here. What do you think? Oh, for sure. And the thing is is that just because you may be good at one craft, it doesn't mean that you're going to be good at all the rest. So the key is to find one that makes you feel good and has you not feel stressful. Uh, For instance, if you were to put uh, me in the middle of a scrapbooking party, my brain would just about blow up. I, I, I adore the people that can do scrapbooking, but for me... It's just not my talent, but if you put me in front of a bunch of beads, I'm, I'm perfectly happy, and I feel all the stress go away. And Tina, uh, what's your um, what's your stress release for crafting? Um, I don't know. I guess kids craft because that's what I'm used to doing. Like I love to do kids craft. I love when the holidays come around. And we have to come together with something because kids crafts don't have to be perfect. At all. I don't have to have, you know, everything glued in the same manner and the paint doesn't have to be perfect. So that that's a stress relief for me. I love yeah, it. See, but, I don't know. I'm trying to think, Suzanne. I mean, that's such great advice to go like, you know, what, you know, what, um, you know, what, what relieves your stress. I mean, the problem with me is like <laughs> you don't hit things in crafts. You know, I like to hit a baseball when I'm stressed. I like to, I like to punch in my craft class. I like to just punch and hit. Or kick a ball, um, you know, skills well, that don't work well in crafting. might be good for you. <laughs> well, do I get to break things and make yes, mosaics? Yes, you can break plates and pieces of glass and... With um, big hammers? Yes. <gasps> See, now you're talking my language. You get a big hammer, smash up some plates, and then what do you do with the, what do you do with the pieces? Well, what's neat about mosaics is you can make lots of things. You can make tiles. You can make stepping stones for your garden. You oh. can make a top for a table. There's lots of fun things you can do with mosaics. Oh, you know, I've seen stuff like that. Like I get this Lowe's catalog that comes to my house and it has all these like cool crafts in there, you know, that I'll never do. I actually rip them out and save them. Um, but, yeah, they have those tabletops with all the little, like the little stones or little chippies put in there, and those are mosaic tabletops. That's what you're talking about? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. And you can yeah. do that yourself. Wow. I get to play with cement, too. That's one of my other favorite things to play with. See, and, um, everyone has a craft that fits their lifestyle and what they're passionate. That fits their lifestyle. Wow, I feel so much better. I feel so much more creative knowing that I could be creative with a hammer. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so crafting is stress relief. Why, why, why do you think, Suzanne, making crafts, I mean, I think a lot of us find refuge from stress in different ways. Why do you think crafts help us? cope in stressful situations? Like, what does it do for you? For me, when I'm creating, especially when I'm making jewelry, it helps take my mind off of whatever my present troubles are and uses a part of the brain that you don't normally use. It's that creative side. It's that side that when you're focused on a project, you're not thinking about your problems. 
it's the ability also to create something beautiful and something that brings a smile to your face. And when you're doing something that brings a smile to your face, whatever your worries and your troubles are just seem to melt away. I often tell people that beading can be very zen. You're creating, you're thinking about um, design and the way that the beads flow together and the colors come together. You're looking for things that are pleasing to your eye. These are all things that when you're not thinking about your husband overseas or you're thinking about the trouble your child's having at school or maybe just the pressures of even friendships, it's nice to be able to have something that brings you personal joy. Well, I already feel calmer just after you saying that. You're like, you know, beautiful things, makes you feel zen. I mean, I totally felt more relaxed after your just description of that, you know, and I think finding a way that crafts can take you away from a situation. And, you know, Tina, how do you think this would relate to being a military wife? I think it can keep you busy because I think that's the best thing, especially when your husband is deployed, is that you need stuff to keep yourself busy. And so I think that would be good because it, it, you wouldn't even have to, you know, how kids keep your, you know, military moms busy, but there's still, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new families coming in or new spouses that have nothing to do. This is perfect. You get a little neighborhood beating party together. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And what's fun about that is when you are creating with other people, a lot of times you can feed off that creativity and it's so nice to have somebody else to be able to say, you know, what do you think about how that looks? Should I change this or, or do you think it would look better like that? And that opens up the lines of communication. It opens up the lines of friendship. It also enables people to share in creativity. And there, there's something that causes a bond when you're doing that. And also when you're doing a craft you love, it's something you own. It's something that belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the kids. It it doesn't belong to the husbands. It doesn't belong to anybody else except for you and maybe the people that you're crafting with. Which And girls always are, I am that kind of person where I'm like, I'll call my friend down the street. I'm coming over there to show you this outfit because I need your idea. Same way with beads. It would be the same way. Could go feed off of your friends. Say, okay, what do you think? How's this going to look? You know, craft before you're going to go out. You guys craft all your own jewelry before you go out. Oh, for sure. And it's fun because you can also use it if you make jewelry. You could sell it as a fundraiser to raise funds for various charities. You could also do it for maybe somebody who is deployed overseas, for a woman that's deployed overseas. I mean, wouldn't they just love to get a piece of handmade jewelry? Well, yeah, and especially, you know, it's so lonely when you're overseas. I have friends in Taiwan and Okinawa, and, you know, we chat via Skype. It's not the same thing. And, you know, to be able to send something wearable like that to someone else would be, would, it's just, just such a great idea. Oh, yeah, and there's, there's even ways that you can personalize jewelry, such as using, there's a material called precious metal clay where Oftentimes what you can do is you can take a child or a person's thumbprint or fingerprint and make a pendant out of it. And that way it's a personal piece of jewelry for that person. That is really cool. Or like a gift for, 
you know, grandmas or grandpas, something, not grandpas, grandpas wouldn't wear it, but grandmas would wear that. You know, that would be something really cool. And is that stuff expensive, Suzanne? Um, it can be, but if you work with somebody, it, if you're looking just to get a pendant and you find somebody who's a precious, make, precious metal clay artist, they won't charge you a lot for something like that if it's such a small amount of metal. And also because it is metal and it looks like a metal pendant, it could technically be something a man would wear because it's not flowery or... Well, it's not like could, wearing pink clay. Right, exactly. <laughs> So let me ask you, when when you created your company, you gave the slogan, uh, was it Bead for you, creating joy one bead at a time. What did you have in mind? What I had in mind was to bring the feeling of happiness when you bead and when you create something on your own to as many women as possible. And there are men who are beaders out there too. So there's the joy not only of making your own creation, but there's also the joy of receiving beaded jewelry. A lot of my designs, there's nothing that makes me happier than somebody putting a piece of my jewelry on and seeing that big smile come across their face. It's It's true. It's true. And I do think, especially if you're down, I mean, there's no better pick-me-up than, well, I guess there's a lot of better (laughs) pick-me-ups, but jewelry is a really good one. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And there's something some sort of pride you can have when you make something yourself and somebody comes up to you and goes, where did you get that? And you can say, I made it. And with that big smile on your face and that sense of pride that you accomplished it yourself. Well, and there's so many cool stuff out there. Like, you know, even though I'm not a crafty person, I do love to look for new and unique things. And like, you know, have you heard about those diamonds that they make out of people's ashes? Like the, I know they'll take your dog's ashes or they'll take your parents' ashes. And, and it's expensive. It's like a couple grand to have this done. Um, and when my favorite dog died, I thought, oh, you know, I'll spring for this. But I never did because it was just too expensive. But there are these manufactured diamonds that are made out of the cremains. Yes. Yes, there's actually a woman who will do that uh, and make it into a glass bead. Oh, really? Yes. And we'll make a memory bead, and the ashes are, and it's amazing what colors come from that. Really? Yes. Now, that's really cool. I would love to know about that, because I have some cremains that I have that, you know, would be so great. I would love to wear them as jewelry. I'd love to wear them near my heart. You know, that would really make me happy. Now, there's some stress relief we're talking about. Right. And it's a way to do it without it being obvious. Right. Right. Yeah, no one would know. You could hold Yeah, it. no one would know. You're exactly. Right like close to your heart. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people have done it with, with loved ones and things like that. So it's an it's unusual way of honoring another person. Well, and we are, um, we are about ready to go to break. We're here with uh, Suzanne Sladek-Wilson of Beatforia, Tina Gonzalez and I on Military Mom Talk Radio. And what a great segue because our next segment, we're going to talk about um, kind of creative uses of beads and other mediums as ways to create uh, memorials um, for the people we love and also, um, you know, to create these uh, sculptures that can be used around the base and can be used for different events in the military family. And um, I just think it's a really important thing that we're doing here today. Look forward to talking to you more when we get back from the break. Sounds great, girls. We'll see you in a few. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Toginet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit. And so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Our children's education is under threat from budget cuts. Music and art classes, bus routes, sports, extracurricular activities, books, foreign language programs, and even crossing guards are on the cutting block. And the teacher layoffs could mean perhaps as many as 35 or 40 students per classroom. Fortunately, the Education Jobs Fund Amendment has been added to the pending jobs bill in Congress. The Education Jobs Fund will help schools avoid such drastic cuts. Take action now, because next week may be too late. Visit educationvotes.nea.org and email your congressional representative. Tell them to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Go to educationvotes.nea.org. That's educationvotes.nea.org. Get involved in the future of our children's education. Go online to educationvotes.nea.org and tell your congressional representative to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Tina Gonzalez and Suzanne Sladek-Wilson, and we are talking about beads and crafting and crafting a stress relief, and we got on the target of um, cremains, and there are some really cool um, websites out there that I would encourage you guys to check out. Uh, Suzanne, um, you said there's uh, www.art. From Ashes, just like it spells, artfromashes.com. And then there's another one that we checked out on the break called Ashes to Glass. And that's where they sandwich, um, I guess, the cremains between pieces of glass. Put it in a kiln, Suzanne, is that correct? That's correct. And a lot of times under that heat firing, um, certain colors will come about. And it's very interesting. I've often heard that people say that the colors that come out of the firing process, really reflect that person. Really? Yeah. See, or and that, I think that's just so powerful. I mean, the, when I popped on during the break, I was, you know, on these two websites, 
And um, I just, I was amazed at how beautiful these pieces are. I mean, the colors are rich and gorgeous and, you know, just, and they're really unique. It's something that, you know, they don't look like, you know, a traditional glass bead. And they're, and they can be, looks like in almost any shape you could, you know, you could request. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a wonderful way. And also, jewelry itself, once somebody passes can be a wonderful remembrance. Uh, we had a dear friend of ours who was a uh, one of my original beading students who at the time she was taking the class had cancer and it turned out to be terminal. And when I went to her funeral, every female member of her family was wearing a piece of her jewelry wow. that she had made. And it was just that a wonderful so... testimony to her creativity. Right, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. And I think we've struck a chord, too, in what we're talking about today because we have a caller here. Um, her name is Robin. Hey, and, um, how are you? Hi, Robin. Where are you calling from today? I'm in New Hampshire, uh, just north of Manchester. Great, great. And you're, you have something you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I do. And, and as you gals were talking, and I know Suzanne has just a plethora of fantastic ideas. She is just one of the most creative people I have ever seen. I am such a fan of you, Suzanne. Oh, please. <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to share from my experiences is that there are many times while you are with someone who you know is going to be deployed or be leaving for any length of time, it's often nice to go if you can get a guy to go to the bead shop with you, that would be really awesome. But it's it's wonderful to find time to find special things that you both like, whether it be certain colors, whether it be something that looks like turquoise, and you both have uh, a, a flair for that. Go to the beach and find some special trinkets at the beach. Then incorporate that into a piece of jewelry and maybe even give him a key fob or something that's a part of that same design, you both have that when you're apart. And that piece of jewelry and that key fob is just going to be the one thing that you're going to cling to while you are away and make it a little bit easier so that you will be back together all the more sooner. But um, it, it's just a nice way to have that person with you when you are apart. Oh, for sure. That's, it's a great idea. And it's nice to also be able to incorporate even found objects, like something that's important to that person, into jewelry making. Absolutely. Yes. You can definitely, and something that is pertaining to them in particular. There's exactly. something called uh, resin, which is great for encapsulating small objects. Also, polymer clay is a neat material that Oh, you can, I love polymer clay. Yes, that you can embed almost anything into it. You could even do something really cool where you could take the dog tags and kind of make an impression of the dog tags into Absolutely. polymer clay, and you could have a your copy wedding for ring. How about your wedding ring? If you had have a design on your wedding ring, you could be putting something around the outside of a bead of a polymer clay and make a bead out of that. Would that be special? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you gals get back to chatting. I'm on. I'm listening with my earphones, and I'll. But I just had to put my two cents in because it was just something that meant something very, very close to my heart. So, well, well, Robin, well thank you, <laughs> thank you so thank much, you Robin. We're glad in. you could join us. 
So, you guys, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, Suzanne, I, I don't know, you know, you have all these great ideas, and, um, you know, I'm so happy that you, you, you know, came on the show today to give us this artfromashes.com and this ashes2glass.com, and, you know, they're just really, really a great comfort to somebody who's lost someone or something special. And um, the idea of memorializing um, things brings me up to actually the the big reason why we asked you to be on the show today is recently you have completed a jewelry piece, and it's a piece. It's how many pounds? Um, it's well, it's not really a jewelry piece. It's more like a a, a beaded object, is what you would call it. <laughs> it's it's approximately probably between two and three hundred pounds. Wow. So why don't you tell us um, about this two to three hundred pound piece you've made? What I made is a beaded butterfly sculpture. I worked with, uh, I was commissioned by Resurrection Hospital here in Chicago, and the charity that we were doing the statue for is Rainbow Hospice. And it was to benefit what's called their ARC unit, which is an inpatient unit for those that uh, are maybe dealing with some pain management issues or don't want to pass away at home but don't want to pass away in a hospital, and this is a loving alternative to that. So this so is that for they palliative still care, still be with their family. Correct? This is the palliative care? The palliative care, yes. Yes. Okay. And so they came to you and asked you to create something. Correct. They asked me to make a butterfly for them, but... Specifically, the request was a monarch because the nuns of the resurrection, their symbol is a monarch butterfly. So we probably used anywhere from 20 to 30,000 beads on this butterfly. Wow. And created a monarch butterfly from that using orange and black beads. So... You have to, like, you know, bear with me for the stupid questions I'm going to ask, but you get 20,000 beads, you get lots of glue, yes. and then, like, how do you, like, was it a pre-made form? What, I mean, how, how do you, I mean, was it made out of wood? Do you, you know, what do you stick it to? It was a pre-made form. It was made out of fiberglass. It's okay, a company that this is what they do. You know those cows that you may have heard of in Chicago and, they do various different communities end up having statues around their city to promote various things. This is what this right, company like horses. Does. We had horses decorated in my childhood neighborhood growing up, and then they auctioned them off, and like restaurants would buy them and stick them out front or cows. I think we did exactly cows the too. same thing, except for Park Ridge is Illinois is doing the Ark, which so they've got fifty animals all around Park Ridge. Wow. And mine just the ark is in Noah's ark. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That and is cool. there's giraffes and there's penguins and there's flamingos and eagles and various things. I I was blessed enough to be able to do the butterflies. I already have one completed. We used uh, something called liquid nails for small projects because it had a small tip to be able to glue the beads onto the fiberglass. So now, where is the place you got the fiberglass form from? It is a company that that's all that they do. I'm not familiar with the name of the company, but okay. it's, 
it's one of Rainbow Hospice provided it to me. Okay. And we had it delivered to my workspace, aka my garage. So we could research for our listeners some places where they could get these things because I'm thinking, Tina, and I know we talked about this earlier. You know that this would be a, you know, making something like this would be really fun for, you know, a group of women on base. They could all bring their beads, you know, especially if you have leftover. I mean, everybody has boxes of leftover beads, and you know, putting them together. Um, and, you know, actually, Suzanne, I, Suzanne just had a great idea. If you guys check out Suzanne's blog, Suzanne, what's the domain name for your blog? Beadforiablog.com. So B-E-A-D-P-H-O-R-I-A blog, B-L-O-G dot com. Uh, she's going to put the information up to as to where you can get these forms. And it was Liquid Nails you recommended yeah. um, as the adhesive. And yeah. um, Tina, but, don't you think like there's a lot of crafting people that have? I mean, I don't craft, and I have a box of beads but, somewhere. But. Yeah, people always have beads. My kid has tons of beads. Hello. I could probably go and make my hello, own bracelet hello, right now. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you probably could. You probably could. Me too. Wouldn't be as good, but but <clears throat> we could well, still make it. So Suzanne, so um, we've got a couple minutes to break. Let's talk a little bit more about your project. So. Monarch butterfly, 20,000 beads, lots of glue. Where did you make this? In my uh, workspace, otherwise known as my garage. Your garage. <laughs> so out of, you know, your garage, you know, we're going to talk like, you know, guys talk radio. You know, your garage is your favorite place. So you could keep your car there or you could, you know, make a big monarch butterfly. So how long did it take you? Well, unfortunately, I had a deadline. I had about a week and a half that I needed to get it completed. And so I called anyone who was willing to get their fingers dirty to be able to come over and stick beads on. Even when we got close to the deadline, I even called my cleaning lady to come over and help stick some beads on it. (laughs) Well, yeah, any port in a storm when you're on deadline like that, because, you know, to stick 20,000 beads on is just unbelievable. I mean, the fact that you got it done, you got it delivered on time, um, it's just a, it's just testament to kind of who you are as a volunteer, who you are as an artist. I mean, I think it's just terrific um, that you would give back to the community in this way and that you'd share this information with us. We are getting ready to go to break. I'm here with Suzanne Sladek-Wilson of Beadphoria, www.beadphoria.com. Check her out. Thank you for being a part of Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com with Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. 
Military Mom Talk Radio is here each week to provide a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating military families on the resources that are available in both the public and private sector, and will share helpful information from women around the world. Tina and Sandra will cover a wide range of military issues, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment along with being a work-at-home mother, both in and out of the home. For more information on the show and Sandra and Tina, go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. This is their mission field, helping military moms. So join us again next Monday for more Military Mom Talk Radio with Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern on Toginet.com.